0: Misinformation and disinformation are hardly limited to election campaigns. Fake science is overwhelmingly common and can be even more dangerous than fake news. A vote for the wrong party may be consequential, but a decision to take the wrong medical treatment can be deadly. Welcome to Copyright Clearance Center's podcast series. I'm Christopher Kennealy for Velocity of Content. Fake research papers, often associated with fake authorship, threaten to overwhelm the editorial processes of scholarly journals. No matter what the discipline, fake papers are damaging to the trust that researchers and other readers have in what they read. In clinical medicine, fake papers may also waste taxpayers' money and potentially risk the public health. In June, the STM Association and COPE, the Committee on Publication Ethics, reported on the problem with paper mills. The sources of manufactured manuscripts submitted to scholarly journals for a fee on behalf of researchers with the purpose of providing an easy publication. Joris van Rossum is STM's Director of Research Integrity, which is organizing a major initiative to combat the problem of paper mills. He joins me from Amsterdam. Welcome to the program, Joris. Thank you, Chris. Good to be here. Well, the term paper mill is one that's becoming, unfortunately, increasingly common in scholarly publishing. But tell us
1: what it's about. What is a paper mill? Paper mill generally is a commercial enterprise. And some of them are actually quite sizable and quite uh, and highly professional that manufacture manuscripts. Uh, those are submitted to, uh, to journals on behalf of researchers, um, as you said, with the purpose of providing an easy publication for those authors or offering those authorships for fee.
0: So so tell us more about how this all works then. If I'm an author and I would like to advance my career by being published, I go to one of these paper mills, what am I expecting them to want from me and what do I get in exchange then?
1: Yeah, we actually identified uh, several models that these paper mills use, but the most common a uh, method that we found is that uh, a paper mill is produced or written by a paper mill staff. It can be totally made up paper. It can be plagiarized, pulled together from different uh, manuscripts or even just republishing an existing paper. Once the paper is submitted and accepted, then uh, it is listed often on a website. So it's offered for sale. And then the uh, the offer is to buy authorships. To, uh, so the first, the second, and actually those have different prices as well. Uh, so the prices vary in terms of who's the first author, but also in terms of the impact factor. Of course, the highest impact factor, the more uh, an author has to pay. Then the authors are assigned an email address, uh, but actually the paper mill does all of the correspondence. And some of this correspondence is actually surprisingly professional. How they manage to, to to do this. Sometimes they also manipulate the review process. So they often uh, have placed email addresses in the database of these journals, or they recommend, uh, let's say, reviewers that are part of the uh, part of the paper mill. So they will offer uh, favorable reviews to these papers. And then once a journal publishes paper, often we see that those paper mills will again target the same journal. So once they found. A, a journal that is willing to accept them, then uh, often these, these journals are flooded with uh, with others as well. So this is more the individual um, case. You also have special issues that are often uh, used. Uh, so uh, special issues often offer the opportunity to submit manuscript with a, with a specific subject area, which is attractive for these paper mills. Uh, but also we see it in conference proceedings. Uh, that uh, often a lot of papers are submitted to these and uh, unfortunately in some cases are published.
0: And the motivation for authors, as we said, is is career advancement. But in some cases, there's also been financial incentive to work with paper mills.
1: Of course, the the, the publish or perish and the pressure to publish plays an important role. Uh, But in some countries, that is even that is more, um, let's say, severe than in other countries. In some cases, professionals need certain publications to advance their careers. Uh, For example, uh, clinicians that have to have a certain number of publications, which is of course, creating incentive to use these paper mills sometimes um, in general to advance your career is, uh, again, coupled to publications in, in, in certain reputable journals. So what we see, for example, clinicians in, in, in China is, an, is a very important case. They need publications. They don't have the time. They work very hard. So in those cases, it's often attempting to make use of, uh, of paper mills, So in general, it is an incentive uh, problem as well um, for general um, academics, uh, for specific professionals. Um, so various reasons that people, uh, unfortunately, are making use of these services.
0: And have you identified certain countries as the sources for these fake papers?
1: Yeah, that's that's very difficult. You can say that it's it's concentrated in some countries, but it's also not, you know, in one particular country. And of course, the the problem is they are uh, opaque. Uh, They know what they're doing. In, In most cases, they don't advertise what we're doing. So it's quite difficult, actually, to identify where they are.
0: Well, of course, any fake paper is going to be a problem, but in scholarly publishing what 's the scale of the paper mill challenge here? Are we talking about something that is really beginning to undermine
1: the entire field the The problem we identified and the the, the, the concerns we have is that it 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 threatens to overburden the editorial process and Fortunately, uh, we do a lot already. Uh, most publishers have added, have uh, research integrity teams and team, teams that screen content. Uh, of course, there's a lot of volunteers the so called sleuth that that um, identify problems with uh, with articles and they notify the publishers uh, sometimes leading to retractions of those of those papers. Um, but this the scale is getting challenging, so of course publishers have done a lot of research we have done a meta analysis of uh, uh, based on the research from those uh, from those publishers and what we found is that this the the, the, the range of percentage uh, of of submitted uh, manuscripts coming from paper mills ranges from uh, 2% to sometimes 46%. And that has to do indeed with the subject area, but also, as I mentioned before, once a paper mill founds a journal that is, uh, that is likely to, uh, to accept a paper, then they often tend to submit more papers there. So, Joris van Rossen with STM Association, tell me more
0: about the Integrity Hub and how it is going to address the problem of paper mills.
1: So, the key word in the problems we face is collaboration. And uh, collaboration, first of all, with publishers. So, the collaboration, the Integrity Hub was launched to allow us to collaborate on the level of knowledge exchange. So, simply having publishers together and, and sharing our experiences, for example, with paper mills, is extremely beneficial. Um, but also, collaboration level of policies and standards, uh, ensuring that we have a unified approach. Uh, towards these paper mills, but also, v- for example, developing interoperability standards, allowing screening tools to be easily connecting to, uh, to, uh, to journal platforms. And collaboration, last but not least, on the level of technology. Uh, again, technology playing such an important role nowadays in detecting uh, integrity issues. So collaboration among publishers is, is extremely beneficial. It allows us to build platforms that can basically uh, screen uh, submissions across publishers, it allows us to build training sets, it allows us of course to create scalable uh, AI, um, really essential, essential to uh, uh, in the problems we're facing today. So um, we launched the Integrity Hub, uh, we announced it in December, we had our first uh, proof of concept release in, in, uh, in, in April of this year, and we have at the moment over 20 publishers participating, which is really a, a great achievement. And again, very importantly, not just uh, let's say the larger publishers, but also the mid-sized publishers, sometimes publishers that only publish one journal, because the threat, of course, is that, let's say the smaller publishers do not have the resources as the large ones have to make use of technology to have specialized teams. So we want to really make sure that these integrity issues, uh, that basically the solutions we build are are accessible to everyone in the community.
0: And you, as awesome, are publishers alone responsible for addressing the problem of paper mills?
1: Actually, this is a challenge for the entire scholarly community. What we really want to do is ensure that we uh, tackle this problem at the root. So let's say the worst solution is retractions, right? That's really what you want to prevent. But it's very cumbersome and often it already leads to damage. Uh, people uh, reading those papers or building on research that is simply false. Screening them at submission is very important, but again, eventually you want you want to prevent uh, people having to make use of these services. So that means that we have to collaborate with funders, with institutions, of course, uh, with researchers themselves, uh, taking away the incentives I just talked about, uh, ensuring that there is proper training, ensuring that governments, for example, do their part in terms of uh, ensuring that these those paper mills cannot operate. So uh, very important. A recommendation in our uh, paper mill uh, uh, research paper that we developed together with COPE, as you mentioned, is really that collaboration. So also we're planning some seminars, some meetings, bringing together multiple stakeholders in the ecosystem, ensuring, again, that we, uh, we do everything we can collaboratively to prevent this. It's not just something that publishers can solve. Yes, we play an important role and we're very happy to do that. But again, in order to prevent the issues, uh, collaboration is key.
0: The RSVARM Awesome Director of Research Integrity with the STM Association. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Chris. It's great to be here. That's all for now. Our producer is Jeremy Brisky of Burst Marketing. I'm Christopher Keneally. Thanks for joining me on Velocity of Content from CCC.